Welcome to the Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. I am on a crusade to help social media creators just like you understand the law, and I want to protect your artistic freedom online. Today, I'm going to be joined by Dr. Chris Lee, and we're going to talk about how to stay sane as a daily content creator. I know a lot of you guys are out there putting out daily content, and it's really difficult. You can suffer burnout, and we're going to talk about how to avoid that with Dr. Chris Lee today. By the way, if at any time during the podcast you want to reach me, you can email podcast at iancorzine.com. That's podcast at iancorzine.com, or hit me up on Twitter at iancorzine. from Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian All right, everybody. Today, I'm very happy to be joined by Dr. Chris Lee. Chris, welcome to the show. So excited to be here, Ian. And this is such an important subject that we're diving into, especially amidst of the COVID and everybody at home and the startups that are happening and getting messages out there. I mean, this is such a beautiful subject. So I just want to express my gratitude for the work that you do. And I'm excited to be here, man. Well, Chris, thank you for your time. You're a busy man. Uh, I've gone through all your social media. You're out there. You're a content creator, maybe daily. And, uh, you know, I would really like your personal experience about how you stay sane and how you've converted your business into being a lot of online content. Uh, before we get into that, though, I always like to start my podcast with a story of the, that the guest has of helping someone. It could be a personal story. It could be a business story. Do you have a story for us? I absolutely do. So... One of the favorite parts about really getting into the science of all this is that a lot of the work that I do is built around systems, strategies, and researched methods. So I was on the phone with a client who's been doing the meditation, been doing the journaling, taking the self-care, and just still felt stuck. Felt that they weren't getting the traction, couldn't get the movement, didn't know what was going on. So we started to take a deeper look at what their nervous system was doing. We did a really quick protocol about stress sensitivity and what their nervous system was actually in, like what brain state were they actually in? And one of the common things that I tell all of my clients is, yes, mindset is so absolutely vital to getting things done, but mindset is the seed of potential and we never talk about the soil, right? And the soil is 100% your brain state. So we started to do this stress sensitivity test. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh my goodness, you're a high achiever, seven figure income earner, all these different things, but you are in this chronic stress. So what we need to do is start to move some of the ingredients around of your personal development routine. And when we started to do that, we actually went through and changed not what he was doing, but how he was doing it in the order and frequency in which he was. So we took 10 minutes off of his meditation. We did a longer journaling session, and then we did a form of breathwork exercise, which I know is scientifically validated to drop you out of that beta brain, which things are happening to you and me, high stress, high this, high that. And we dropped him into an alpha theta. Yeah. And what he said after that, that really resonated with me and that I've been sharing with a lot of my listeners is that he had the ingredients. He didn't have the recipe. Mm, and what you know I what? love to do, oh, yeah, yeah, 
And what I, what I love and what I find so beneficial is when you can get these things in order and really start to understand the process and the integration steps behind it, things really start to gel together. So if you feel like you've been hit with resistance or that you're not going deep enough in your personal practices, maybe get on with somebody that can give you that perspective, give you that shift in who you are, why you are doing these different things, and just give you some of those blind spot awareness points to get a different system in place. Wow. Wow. I absolutely love that. I have never thought about that. You know, I have mindfulness practices in my life, but I just kind of do them. Uh, and I do them in, in not any particular order. Last night I meditated it before I went to bed. Uh, it was 14 minute meditation, but I guess having purpose, you know, for the mindfulness activities may be beneficial. I never thought about having a recipe, having extending a journal uh, session and shortening a, med- a meditation. That sounds really, really interesting to me. Yeah, it's, it's such a fun process too when you start to get into it because I think of the, the strategies and the systems that I teach around high performance and integration strategies, they're tools in your toolbox, right? So if you want to have more creativity, insight, cross-hemisphere connection, which we just call creativity, like right, that inspiratory feeling that we get like, oh my gosh, what an interesting idea. That's something that we can program and turn on, right? That's an right. app that we can make available on the app store. But mm-hmm. when we're run by fear, stress, the burnout, right? That app no longer is available to the app store. That portion of your brain where creativity, higher emotional connection, that's not even turned online. So we can start to understand some of the neuroscience behind some of this and like say, okay, I want more creativity. How do I turn that portion of my brain on? Now we're starting to have more fun. And and I love what I do so much because we get those aha moments so often. That is so awesome. I really am excited about this. How did you get your start, Dr. Lee? So I'm a fond believer that if we're not going in the trajectory of our innate gifts and who we were meant to be, that the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, will give you a nice nudge in that direction. (laughs) And I'd been nudged in that direction and I didn't listen. I I went back in the other path, started to complete my doctorate and all these other things. And that was when the universe said, not your path. And I said, no, like I want to go, you know, do the practice and do the nine to five type of thing. Like I, I really enjoy being a physician. And that was when the universe took out the two by four and cracked me upside the back of the head. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so my process started off when I was 22 years old. I was about a year into my doctorate program and just got crushed by a neurophysiology midterm. And there was words on that test that I still, to this day, do not think were English, Latin. They were diapos. I was like, no idea. This like German teacher that we have, um, just like, I think he just like make me people feel insignificant, which is a totally different story. Not my pig, not my farm. So I finished up with this and like any 22 year old, I was going to go home, watch friends and just wallow in my self sorrows. <laughs> but before I did that today was a special day and I was going to treat myself. So I got on my bicycle and I was riding to Walmart, got a really nice dollar, $3 bottle of wine, like real classy. Went to the clearance department, got some dark chocolate, which I'm sure was just there since Easter. Then I went home and I was going to have just the best festival in Willow and just everything that I need to do at 22. On yeah. um, the way home, I was bombing down this hill, probably going 30, 35 miles an hour. And an SUV blew a stop sign, crushed me into a ditch. Couldn't, couldn't even believe it. And that was the first hat that fell. That was the first like universal winding up, like take a different path, 
The next thing that happened is during this recovery process, I started to spiral into a depressive state, not being able to move, had gone to the hospital, catheterized. We need you on bed rest, Chris, for nine months. We need your hips to repair, like all this kind of stuff, because I'd been hit pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And in that process, I'd watched my healthy body start to deteriorate, lost my flexibility, my strength, and it was just hard. Couldn't get out of bed. My brother, who's also a physician, was helping me get out, use the washroom, clean myself up. It it was very degrading in a lot of different ways. And I started to lose my self-confidence in two weeks into that healing journey, I got the call that completely transformed my life for forever. Got a call from a family friend. Sorry, I usually get emotional. That my dad, who is my brother and I's best friend, lived 20 miles down the road and committed suicide Mm. out of nowhere. Had no idea. He was a happy dude. I'd just been to a barbecue with him three weeks ago. Um, And yeah, it, it was so out of the blue. So not only was my body broken, but now like spiritually and mentally, I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So I started to recover and integrate the trauma as best I could at that time. And, you know, at 22, we don't have a ton of strategies. They don't teach you how to process trauma, right? At any school, 10 years into school later, still don't have that trauma integration center fired up. <laughs> and three months went by and the body does what it naturally does. And it started to heal and it healed enough to get, um, this lovely woman that I was with at the time pregnant. So now I was 22 years old, kid on the way, dad, dead, body still broken. And I got my bill for school the next day, which was $200,000. The universe had properly cracked me upside the back of the head and said, take a different direction. So I was completely out of sorts at that point, depressed, anxious, all the things, all the above. Like I didn't know what to do. I was three years away from even thinking about having a career. Mm-hmm. And that was when I started to get into personal development and started to grow and thrive and start to understand. Um, a wise mentor of mine told me, you know, Chris, you look really powerless right now. Is that, does that feel aligned with where you're at? And I was like, for sure. He said, knowledge is power. And you're an incredibly intelligent human being, but you've never been taught the soft skills, the mindset, the motivation, the inspiration. What are your values? Do you know who you are, why you are? And I was like, I have no idea. He said, great. Knowledge is power. Start to read books. So I started to read books and ingest more information. And the long story short, this is always a fun conversation. Um, Started to learn how to speed read at that point. And I went from one book a month to one book a week to one book a day to four books a day and three months learned how to digest around 300 books, 273 books to be exact. And still felt hopeless, still felt depressed and anxious. And that's when I went back to my mentor and he gave me the other half of the saying, he knew that I wouldn't have learned this way anyway. It's like knowledge is power, but it's potential power. It's the application of that knowledge that makes you powerful. And that was when the light bulb started to come up. And he's like, how have you applied any of this information? Have you done it from an internal source of motivation and change and wanting to thrive and create a better life for your daughter? Or are you just doing it because it's right? And I was like, oh, geez. So that was about four years ago. And since then, I've learned to speak on neuroscience and translate some of these things in different ways. I've spoken to fortune 500 companies, audiences of over 20,000 people. I've proudly helped facilitate the change of over 1500 nervous systems. And yeah, I live in beautiful South Carolina near the islands and live the beach life with my daughter and every day is a blessing. Oh man. Wow. What a story. That is amazing. Certainly gives you a a major credibility boost and, and, and experience to help others uh, that have gone through similar tragedies rise uh, and really take control of their lives. It's wow. It's I'm blown away by the story. 
Thanks, brother. So yeah, it's funny you say rise. So I, my daughter's name is Phoenix. Oh. Um, and it's, it's such an amazing reminder every single day that, you know, there's, there's nothing that we can't be reborn out of the ashes from. There's nothing that we can't recover from. You know, all these things are being gifted to us and inside the jar, we can't read the label. So sometimes it requires some perspective in order to really see the direction that we want to go and that we're being led to. Yeah, I love that. You know, my audience is built up of content creators that like to express themselves and have freedom of expression. They hold that dear. Uh, one of the things, though, that they've learned over time is the more they're out there, maybe the more audience or the bigger audience they get. Uh, and as a result, they sometimes chase the audience and get overwhelmed, overworked, uh, depressed, to be frank. I've noticed that you're also on social media. You're very active. Uh, you have an Instagram account. Uh, what is the Instagram account name for, for those out there? Dr. Chris Lee, Dr. D-R-C-H-R-I-S-L-E-E. And then you also have a website. And what's the URL for that? The website is also Dr. Chris Lee, but doctor is fully spelled out. Okay, awesome. And you're, in, you're involved in other social media platforms too. Is that correct? I am. So I, I've moved over. I started a Patreon blog and, and a couple other things. I have a YouTube channel where I can, I, I do a ton of masterminds on there um, and a ton of masterclasses over all these things, because as much as I want to dive into, you know, the neuroscience, the neurophysiology and biology of all that um, in, in 10 minutes or less, like Instagram allows me to do, I can only fulfill that. So we do a lot of classes and things like that. Like we're going to actually show you how to rewire that subconscious brain, but we have to build some context before it, right? I, the social media and especially the personal development world and social media is so focused on find your why, motivation, motivation, why, find your why. But the thing about the nervous system is if it doesn't believe it and it doesn't have a believability index, you don't know the how or you don't have the wheels turning in the why, you'll never do it. You don't, you'll never take action on something you don't believe in. And that's why I love science so much. It helps build that context around it because the spiritual practices that we talk about, meditation that we've known for 10,000 years, yeah, works like gangbusters. And now we have the research to prove it. And now we're bridging those two together and we're taking more action towards the direction that we know is going to make changes. Well, doctor, we've talked about this mindset. I know it's very important for you to hear to the, to the science of it. What advice could you give content creators out there who are either they found their why or they haven't, but regardless, they feel this ever present energy that's crushing them trying to get content out on a daily basis, a weekly basis or whatever. How would you advise them to get, to take control of that so that they don't go into depression or anxiety or, or worse, treat their loved ones, you know, poorly. For sure. This, this is so, so important, especially during COVID. We're all at home and we're all being stretched in these different ways. I, I think anxiety and depression are really great indicators that we need to do a recalibration. I think if we're not doing a weekly reflective practice to see if we're aligned and living through integrity of those values, then we need to find practices that are going to allow us to do those things. So the first thing that I always recommend is when's the last time you upgraded your values? When's the last time you really sat down with pen to paper and said, here's my top five values and are they still true to me? And it's not just, you know, truth, justice, you know, all, all the understanding, compassion, love, yeah. all those things are really great. But like, what does that actually mean to you? Are you actually intentionally diving headfirst and, and getting a better grasp of what those things actually are? So phase one of that is actually going through and looking at your values and it fires up the specific areas in the brain that have to do with intrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. So if you've become detached from your values, there's a portion of your brain called the striatum 
mm-hmm. that's dedicated to focusing on things that matter. And the striatum is the thing right next door to the ventral medial prefrontal cortex, which is where habit formation actually occurs. So if you're feeling like you're being pushed or you have to, you know, you're working too hard to try to get the social media content out there, you're just feeling the burnout of that. I would really take a deeper look into your values because it feels like you're probably going uphill or you're going in the wrong gear or it's time to make a transition or an upgrade or a shift towards something that's more in integrity with who you are and who you want to become. So that's definitely phase one. Okay. All right. So really take a hard look at your values and don't be broad, be specific. You know, like yeah. if, if love is most important in your life, what the heck does that mean? Does that mean yeah. your wife or your, your significant other or your kids are first in line? Get specific. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think, you know, especially personal development, a lot of people get into personal development genuinely from like the law of attraction work. I want to manifest in better things for my life. And the law of attraction work really says, you know, maintain an open mind and be general about the things that you want. But when it comes down to the level of neuroscience and neurochemistry, the brain doesn't do really well on general brush statements, right? It wants specifics. It wants to know where do you want to go? Give me direction. You know, we have to take this road and this path and that kind of aligned action is actually what will create new habits in the nervous system. That's what actually gets down and rewires your nervous system. So when you can get those type of pathways integrated into your system, you will by default, as a habit and an unconscious habit begin to have ideas of inspiration, compassion, and new creative insights that naturally begin to come through because you're just living through a new aligned value system. Hmm. All right. I love it. All right. We talked about phase one, your values, getting clear with those. What would you say is phase two? Rest. For the love of God, rest, okay. recover, uh-huh. right? So a huge part of the work that I that I go into a lot with high performers is they're grinders, they're hustlers. They think they need to be on the computer all the time. And I spent three hours this morning listening to a neuroscience conference that's talking all about, you know, intense focus and concentration triggers the neuroplastic behaviors of the brain and nervous system, right? That triggers it. But when does that actually happen? In moments of deep rest, right? So getting better sleep. So you can trigger the event and the chemicals and all the different modulations will start to begin in the nervous system. But if you're not taking breaks in your day, you will burn the candle at both ends. And that neuroplastic change actually won't happen. The moment that you start to feel stressed and fatigued, you will actually begin to activate different parts of the brain that put the capiche instantly on habit formation that put the capish instantly on not creating new neural pathways because it's all being rerouted to survival. So the moment that you start to feel burned out, survival mechanism, fight or flight turns on the sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system activates the reptilian brainstem, which is controlled all about reflective action, right? So when you're in that state, you literally draw all the blood oxygen and awareness out of the cortex, out of the frontal lobe, out of the cross hemisphere connections, and it goes all to the brainstem. So instead of having, you know, reflective ideas, you're just reacting to things, right? You're naturally not online. You're just going through the motions. And for most of us, that's become the habit. So when we want to have more creativity, more insight, take some bloody breaks in your day. Like the high performers that I know, and I always give the reference of Steve Jobs, one of the highest performers, his favorite book was Autobiography of a Yogi. 
Steve mm-hmm. Jobs took barefoot walks four times a day. He was working 12-hour shifts. And even, even so, like he knew the importance of replenishing and stepping away from this highly intellectual work. And if that's one piece of advice, it's like, you know, learn how to do a five-minute square breathing meditation. If you haven't heard of square breathing, you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. It's the number one thing I teach CEO, eight-figure company owners, brokerage on Wall Street, teach them how to breathe again right? Those simple strategies quite literally will drop you out of that high beta brain state and back into alpha theta brainwave. And in that brainwave, we're getting cross hemisphere connection. The brain is actually replenishing all the neurochemistry that's supposed to go on there. And in those small meditations, you can actually create the neuroplastic changes. So learning how to take 20 minute breaks and then not blaming or shaming yourself for doing it because high performers go, oh, I have to take a break. Like, you're shaming and blaming yourself. And that shame or blame is still triggering that fight or flight mechanism. Like when you can genuinely learn to relax, that is when you actually make those sustained changes. Mm. And I would gather that doing that regularly helps you get out of the anxiety or, or the intense focus that you're in. You know, sometimes it's, you know, you come home late and you had a fun time at a party and you can't go to sleep right away because your brain's all mixed up. Um, it's, it's same with work for me. So I imagine if you do it regularly, your brain is, is better able to to switch gears and go into that rest mode. 100%. And it's a learned habit again, right? A habit is an unconscious bundle of triggers that take you to a certain state. Mm-hmm. right? Just like you tie your shoes. You don't even have to think about it, right? You don't have to think about driving your car and foot, brake, clutch. Like you don't have to think about any of those things anymore. You just naturally do it. I want my nervous system to have natural habits of relaxation, right? That's why routines, morning routine that gets you primed, ready, inspirational work. If that's when you make content creation, I'm automatically primed to do that. Just like before we got on the podcast, I did a five minute meditation and then I did a short workout and I did a small journaling exercise to set intention that primed my nervous system and my nervous system's looking for pattern recognition. Mm. So it's going, okay, you did this and then you did this. It's like firing up a rocket, right? It's like, okay, systems on gas going, going this. And then it runs the program automatically. So I can come on here and just share information. I don't have to worry about, am I grasping the right words or this or that? You can do that with relaxation, but high performers, content creators, suck at relaxing and we've never learned how to do it. So then we go to substance, right? I don't feel like I can get inspired in the morning. So coffee, Coffee. right? And then I can't feel like I relax at night. So I'm going to take like glass of wine or a whiskey or a scotch and things like that. And the good question to ask, you know, is what's the intention behind that? Like, are you doing it? Are you absolutely relying on it? Do you have to have that to get into a creative mode? And if you do, then, okay. If you step away from that, you'll actually get rid of that in extrinsic motivation, build that intrinsic motivation reward system again. Like that's sustainable. Mm, I love it. I love it. Wow. That's so great. Let's move into our final phase, phase three. What would you advise content creators to do when they, they just feel like they're going to blow up inside? If you feel like you're totally going to blow up inside, I would say that you've probably gone, you've been going hard in the paint for, I hope, two weeks in a row, most of them two decades, right? When was the last time that you went on vacation and you took a vacation, right? Like when's the last time you went to bed and actually went to bed? Like 
living an extraordinarily intentional life is all about awareness and an intention, right? Can you actually step out of your work for all the social media content creators? Mm -hmm. It's grody because this thing's with you all the time, right? I'm holding my phone for our listeners out there. Like that's with you all the time. And your cell phone was literally designed by the same company that built slot machines, right? So at a certain point in the day, I throw this cell phone into a safe or I turn off all my notifications and I do all those things. And I quite intentionally check out of work, check out of clients, do all of these things that are so extraordinarily intentional. So if you're feeling the burnout, if you're feeling like the, Oh my goodness, I just, I don't know what's happening. You have all this crazy brain fog. Is there supplements? Can you biohack your way around that for sure? But what are you telling your brain? right? Like what habit are you trying to build? And if you're having to do it from extrinsic rewards, again, you're building an unsustainable model. It's a house of cards that with one blow, you're going to get sick, the flu, all these different things, because your system, if you don't build in rest and recovery, it will do it for you with pathology, autoimmune, all these different things. And it cripples your relationships too, because once you hit that burnout and don't recover, you live in chronic stress. 77% of adults live in that chronic stress. And that's that reptilian brain brainstem reflexively going on. So where relationships lies in the limbic system, that's turned off. So if you're having a bad relationship with your wife, chronic stress knocking at the door, right? So when you can learn to regulate that autonomic nervous system, check out, take breaks, have your weekends back. I guarantee that your content creation, creative insights, your ability to have better relationships and really get back to your creative inspiration that you had when you got started will come back, but you have to take those bloody breaks. Wow. Wow. Dr. Lee, I just so appreciate it. I took a big sigh when you were talking because I just identified myself with the people that you talked about who are in constant stress and anxiety. Uh, I'm probably one of that 70, I think you said 77%. 77%. Uh, Yeah. So uh, I just, I love it. Um, For the content creators out there that are listening, I understand that you, you actually work individually with various clients. How can they contact you if they would like to work with you? Absolutely. So uh, I'm a huge believer that everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own brain. Everybody has their own intentions that they want to set. So if you guys want to reach out, drop me a message on Instagram, go to my website, fill out a form. I, I have my one-on-one calls and interviews. It's, it's just me. I don't have a team. I work very intentionally with my clients. And here's the thing. I guarantee my results. My clients all get biometric testing. And if you don't get biometric changes by the time we're done with our with our services, or you don't feel like you've made a change or that you've recovered, or you don't have whatever we set out to do coming back and we haven't designed systems, I give you your money back. With my 1500 clients that I've served, I've never had that problem, but it's available to you if you feel like kicking the tires on something, because that's tends to be the audience that I attract. So head over to Dr. Chris Lee on Instagram, drop me a message, just say, hey, I'm burnt out. Can we jam? And I'll drop you over a link. We'll get you on the books and we'll get you scheduled out to do it. Wow. I love it. And I, you also have some other products. I saw, I think you have some online courses and you have a lot of free material, long discussions uh, on your website. So the, the fans out there can not only access you personally, but also get some valued content by going to your website. Is that right? Absolutely. So I run a podcast myself. It's, I'm not sure if swearing's allowed, but the, the whole thing is it's, it, it's called the healthy mind fuck. Um, if you go, it's so great. Um, got a shout out to my business coach for helping me with branding. Um, Abby Gibb, she's amazing. Um, but reach out and, uh, yeah, give a shout out on that platform. I've talked to some extraordinary human beings on there. Um, and yeah, that's a really great platform. And I have at this point, I have like 25, um, 
online masterminds and masterclasses from, you know, top tier neuroscientists and psychologists. It's all talking about how to rewire the mind. And I have courses available um, right now and some memberships available. If you guys want to join on that, I have special COVID pricing because I think if there's ever a time when nervous system regulation is a thing and you want to get back to health, genuine, authentic health, um, all that information's in there. So we go over mindset, health, psychology, neuroscience, biohacking, all those different platforms. And my entire intention is to not tell you what to think, but reintroduce you how to think for yourself. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love what you offer. You, you make it available for people who have a lot of money and people who have less money. I, I just love what you're doing and helping out the community, uh, especially during these times. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, Dr. Lee, for making time uh, for us today. Um, and I just hope I can talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you so much. And thanks for doing what you do. I mean, it's, it's such a necessary thing out there right now to make people feel that sense of comfort. And I'm just so grateful that the world has you in it. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Lee. And for all you creators out there, I hope you got some value out of today's talk. By the way, as a reminder, if you have any social media law questions, go to iancorzine.com to get get your answers to all those questions. And please remember to subscribe to the Social Media Law Podcast with Ian Corzine. If you could rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that would be great so we could skyrocket up the charts. All right, that's enough for today. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you all next week.